In a world where the internet is filled with trash-talking 12-year-olds, one website stands out as a safe haven of decent human behavior. Co-Optimus. Oh yeah! Co-Optimus, your prime source for co-op gaming. Hello and welcome to episode 127 of the Co-Opticast. It's been a while, but the regular crew <clears throat> is back in action here. That means we've got Mr. Locke Vincent waving his hand. Both hands. Hello. It's a Both live commentary. I have two. <laughs> we've got Mr. Nick Paleo raising the roof. Yes, the roof is raised. And we've got Mr. Michael Smooth Jazz Katsafrakis. Trying to distract Mike. <laughs> just just doing a face palm. Just I haven't seen him in a while. Classic Picard face palm right there. Also, how, remarkably how, looks how like the FIFA World Cup 2014 trophy. Just, yeah. So uh you know, it's been a while. Lock. A little Nick, bit. What have you guys been up to? Sleeping in the same room. Yeah. Spooning. Yeah. It was great. Who was Big Spoon and who was Little Spoon? Actually, Locke uh, slept on the ledge. Yeah, I was on the the windowsill. So so Justin (laughs) Ross was Little Spoon? (laughs) Who is is Justin Ross? Man. (laughs) I don't know. That guy doesn't even know how to games. He doesn't even know who all the Skylanders are. Fuck that guy. What is he doing in this industry? Oh, uh, did you did you guys see his reply to all the Skylanders thing? Yes, yes. He had, he had two, that was epic. Twenty was different versions of J Ross. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know, if you don't know what we're looking at, go read the story about the Skylanders uh, hands-on or n- not hands-on, just the Skylanders preview from E3. It's a fascinating story into Skylanders players' minds. It is. Yeah. It really no is. The comment section. That one comment aside, there was lots of comments in there. I was just like, "It's okay, yeah. guys. You don't you don't have to say." By the way, I also play these mature games. It's cool, man. Yeah. Like Skylanders, <laughs> just own it, own it, make yeah. it yours. Um, so yeah, Locke and Nick and Justin went all went off to E3, and we'll talk about that in a little while. But uh, before we get to that, Mike, what you been playing? Which I've been playing. What well, you've been playing? I just got done playing some Tropico Five and co-op with Nick, and nice. That game is. The game's pretty sweet, but I don't, I don't know about the co-op so much yeah. based on what we discovered immediately before hopping over here. Um, yeah. So I'll actually let him talk about it um, in detail because I've only probably put about two hours now into the whole game. Uh, but it's got sweet, sweet soundtrack. Um, most of my gaming time has actually been playing Wildstar. Um, a few of us from the site are playing it. Uh, Locke's playing it. Uh, Tally's playing it. I joined Tally's guild uh, the other day, and uh, the cool kids guild. Yeah, I have been uh, I have been playing a Chua spell slinger, which means I'm basically a hamster that dual wields pistols. Nice. And uh, it's 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 pretty sweet. I I think we've talked about it uh, earlier on the podcast, but it's uh, I mean as far as you know, WoW-like MMOs go, it's probably the best one I've played since WoW, because 
half of the devs that founded Carbine are guys that worked at Blizzard before uh, WoW came out. So, you know, they've got a little bit of that secret sauce. They kind of um, know what they're doing. Yeah, it's it and it's it's fun. Like it's you know it's an it's a hot bar based MMO, and so it's you know it'll be familiar to anybody who's played stuff like that. But it's got a really just gorgeous art style. Uh, I really like the music, uh, and combat's really fun. And it's the the big thing it does differently is um, I don't know. Did any of you ever play Age of Conan? Yeah, I did. Very. Okay, briefly. so you remember how Age of Conan was kind of like. Like you'd you'd put in like button combos and it yep. would telegraph what attack you were gonna do and you could react to enemies. Uh, this uses something fairly similar, except every attack you use that isn't instant uh, puts a like a cone or a shape on the ground, so you can keep moving around and avoid basically everything if you're really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's pretty sweet. Um, it makes like group content a lot harder because. It's not so much like tank and spank like in WoW or like early yeah. WoW where you you get your tank and he'd he'd get the attention of the the boss and he'd put him in a corner or something and the only person getting hit by anything is the tank and then the healer's job is really easy and in, in Wildstar uh, enemies can like shoot like crazy vines of energy out and you can it spirals all around the uh, the uh, encounter and. They can like attacks can come in multiple waves, so it's uh like it's it's it does a lot it does enough different uh, that I really like it and it's just fun to play. I I just got my mount and I've got a uh, my little dude has a, a motorcycle that has a giant energy hamster ball around it. Nice. So I'm rolling around it. I'm like awesome. riding a hog, but it's inside a hamster ball, so that's pretty rad. <laughs> nice. And I got a house. It's a spaceship, and I got a garden. I've got an alligator with a giant sword uh, sticking through his face as a rug. Because why not? Yeah, why not? Because they... I got this bed in the the cargo bay. It's real weird. It's a it's there's some real weird shit in that game. Um, I've been playing that, and I also checked out the uh, update to Goat Simulator, the uh, the Goatropolis update. Uh, so instead of the instead of the the little like. You know, kind of residential area of the original one. This takes place in a cityscape with a beach Whoa, and stuff. Goats, goats in the city. Yeah, it's uh, it's more goat simulator, but it's pretty. It's you know, it's it's fun. I, Good for I, laughs. Yeah, you know, I unlocked a mutator that makes the goats scream like Satan whenever you do anything. <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of horrifying at first, but I. You know, flew the jetpack goat around. Played as the tall goat. It's a giraffe. Um, it's just a giraffe. You know, I, I, my favorite thing to do in that game is still get the uh, the baseball, like the the batting practice baseball launcher, and strap it to the goat's back, and get the jetpack on at the same time. So you fly around, spinning around in circles, shooting baseballs infinitely at people. It's pretty pretty amazing. Uh, that's that's pretty much it. I've done some handheld gaming here and there, but nothing really crazy to speak of. Oh, oh man! Since it's been like six weeks since we've done one of these, uh, Mario Kart Eight. Um, so good, so goddamn good. That so is fun. the best Mario Kart I have played probably since the N64 one. Luigi um, Death Stare. Yeah, you're. Yeah, I think you're right. 
It is it is real real good. Uh, it's it's beautiful. The level the the courses are really inventive. The fact that you know you're constantly transitioning between vehicle types and you know gravity types is is pretty yeah, sweet. Gravity types is really neat. Yeah. So you like you'll like being on a you'll be on a course and then the, the track will just literally shoot straight up and then you'll switch into like an anti gravity mode and uh, the physics change slightly and you'll be like. Um, drifting around everything it's it's pretty rad plus you can turn the blue shell off in multiplayer that's pretty cool <laughs> um nice yeah that, that that's pretty much it very cool uh so nick tell us about tropico 5 and what horrible terrible secret <laughs> you discovered right before the podcast is it co-op gonorrhea well, you can't no. save in multiplayer, so what? you have to be in it for the long haul, and the long haul could potentially... I mean, we played for an hour, right? Almost an yeah. hour, and, uh, you know, we were just scratching the surface, so... We had we had covered, like, three in-game years, and yeah. to, to, to put a point on it, is you that, start the game in, like... You, you technically start the game in, like, the early, like, the late 1800s, and then you go through a revolution... And it goes into the Viva. World War era, so like 1914, 1915. Yep. And then, but you're doing like these years basically in, you know, Civ time up until yeah. then. And, you know, that's that's basically converting through one, clearing one phase of the game, like the very early game and getting just started on the second phase of the game in, uh, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. Because we had a uh, we had a false start there. Yeah, um, <laughs> it, it's, Nick accidentally set the game speed to fast, and I'm like, I've just completed the tutorial. Why did I just lose? <laughs> um, so we we slowed everything down a bit, but it's yeah, not being able to save over a, a multiplayer match that could potentially take you three or four hours. Yeah, at least. So I mean, the co-op seems pretty cool. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like you can you can't do a ton. Like we yeah. could share, it was like we could share like construction workers and and some resources, and we can give each other money. Uh, but things that are present in like other strategy games, like in Civilization, like you can specialize in researching and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, you can't do that here. You couldn't. It couldn't. I, I think you could do stuff with like the trade routes and stuff to to kind of really yeah. tweak that. But we didn't really figure that out yet. So. I mean, it's the, early, but that's definitely a big misstep with not being able to save in co-op or, or the, any of the multiplayer, I'm guessing. The big misstep for me, honestly, was when um, you left the game. Like, they, <laughs> Nick left the... So we had a couple... We had a, no, so we had sad. a couple... <laughs> so the first game where we played, like, ten minutes and I, you know, I just lost right away because there's actually an early game goal you have to hit before it lets you continue. Um... So I lost, and then I got a lose screen, and it kicked me straight, like, completely out of the match, and Nick's game kept going. Uh-oh. Yeah, if he so didn't Nick say anything, I would playing, never have known. But I could, like, we could have been in the middle of a conversation. It would have just disconnected us. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the other one was, when we were jumping onto this, Nick left my game. Like, he just he just exited. And I, I kept going, and it obliterated Nick's... It just took him out of the game. Said, "All right, he lost. Goodbye." <laughs> and so I don't like. I don't really know what actually happened to his city, but it's basically like all of his, everything he was doing is just gone. 
It never existed. Huh. Yeah, so. But yeah, I mean, it, the, the game is pretty cool. Otherwise, it, it's one of those things where, like, you could just play it on its surface and it would be pretty fun. But as you start peeling back the layers, there's a lot, a lot of micromanagement stuff that you can really get into to tweak and optimize. And, and it's got the sense it. of humor that those games always, have always had. Yeah, so. it's it's got a it's got a twisted sense of humor. So, so like you, you yeah. can, I had an option of like there was a, a baby born in my family, and I had like five different options of figuring out how to deal with it. I could like acknowledge it or <laughs> send it off to go live in an orphanage or. Um, you know, throw it in the face of my uh, of my um, monarch, <laughs> and uh, it's so it's 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 fun. And another opportunity I had was to uh, bring on perhaps a runaway Nazi scientist <laughs> and let him live in my little tropical regime and I provide like me with secrets. I like so. it. Very cool. But yeah, so we'll have a review hopefully the end of this week for that uh, on the site. Uh, I've also been putting a lot of time in Injustice. The uh, yeah, how's that going? It's awesome. Like the gods know, indeed come... among it's us. Fun. What's that, Ock? No, I was just gonna say I played the shit out of the 360 version, then I just bought it on sale there. Yeah, uh, yeah, I had actually Steam. gotten it a couple of weeks ago. It was on sale on Steam, and I just been playing through it. And it's like they really do some different stuff. I mean, it's a fighting game first, um, <clears> but there's a lot of story going on. Uh, there's a ton of cutscenes, and it's actually pretty interesting. And, and uh, so that it's got that going for it. The, the combat in itself, it's very like the, the reboot of Mortal Kombat was uh, in terms of the fighting engine. But they added stuff like you can kind of take stuff out of the environment and bring it in. So like, you know, there might be like a giant like chemical vat there and you can like kind of rip it out and throw <laughs> it at the other guy. Or there might be like a turret in the environment. You can grab it, pull down and shoot. And uh, you, there's some of them you can actually like throw them through the roofs of buildings and switch locations and stuff like that. So uh, the combat's pretty fun and it, it definitely has a good superhero feel to it. And it's it's very story heavy, which which is surprising for uh, a fighting game like that. Except uh, it's from the guys Nether Realm, right? And they made that Mortal Kombat game that had a, that crazy ass story mode. Yeah, but it, it's yeah. I mean, it's it's different though because that had like it was like a. I don't want to say Dynasty Warriors, but it was like more of a like a beat 'em up kind of a thing with like just throw away guys at you. It wasn't necessarily like the one on one fights like this is. Uh, I don't just, know. I mean, that was that, that Mortal Kombat Nine delved into the rich history of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I mean, that that had basically every character ever. But it do it, yeah. did it do it? There, more none than, of them uh, are certainly throwaways. It's certainly not the palette swap ninjas. To do more than <laughs> or the, the robotic Shaolin counterparts Monk story on the Super Nintendo. Oh yeah, there's, I forgot about that one. By the way, Mortal Kombat yeah. Shaolin Monks was a rad game. Mm-hmm. True that actually was. It was a good platformer. So, alright, so yeah, other than that, uh, I've just been kind of patching up some, or finishing up some badges from Steam because of the Steam sale. Uh, getting my, yeah, it, you my, know that doesn't matter. I showed so you how they're fixing it. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I actually I bought a game on the Xbox One. I downloaded 60 Second Shooter Prime, which was actually originally a browser game. It's Weird by that. it's by Jamie Fristom, who created or co-created. Uh, you guys remember Schizoid on Xbox yeah, Live Arcade? Yeah, the, the super yeah, co-op yeah. game. Yeah. So he did that. He also did the the Amazing Spider-Man game on PlayStation. I think it was. Mm. He was working on that, and he's working on another one that's actually kind of similar to that. Anyway, uh, so he put out 60 Second Shooter, uh, and it's already, like, it's a leaderboard frenzy on the on the friends list. 
Uh, it's awesome. got a cool. It's got a cool little hook to it. So it's it's obviously sixty seconds, right? It, it's the thing, and it's like a small little arena, and there's levels down. So every time you go down, the chance for a greater score increases, but obviously the difficulty increases. So you're kind of like balancing, like going down as fast as you can to build mm. up the chance to get higher points, but also taking out guys so you're not completely overwhelmed when you get there. <clears throat> Uh, and then there's like little power-ups along the way, like you'll get missiles, you'll get a thing that'll like slow down time for a few seconds, uh, there's explosive explosive ones, there's like double shot, quad shot, all those kind of things. Uh, so it's real fast-paced, um, it, it, it scratches that Geometry Wars itch, but it's a little, yeah. you know, it's a lot quicker, you don't have to sit there and play like uh, for a, quite a while, uh, and it's five bucks. Back, Xbox One games, have you played Super Time Force yet? I have not. No, that game that looks. Was actually, that game looks insane. Yeah, it does look pretty cool. Um, I should probably check it out. Like that—that that was the first time I really sat down and played anything on the the Xbox One in, in quite some time. So uh, I was actually kind of pissed because so the, the whole reason that I actually picked it up was I had rented the new RoboCop uh, for E3, like for my my tablet, mm-hmm. and I got home and I never got a chance to watch it. So I was like, well, I rented it on xbox video i should be able to watch it on my xbox one but for whatever reason i couldn't get the license to show up there or whatever i ran into the exact same issue when i was at the convention that i was at where i had rented a movie off onto my ipad from the itunes store but i hadn't watched it yet and i had my laptop and i decided i wanted to watch it on the bigger screen and it wouldn't let me transfer it. I could have transferred it from the computer to the iPad in uh-huh. that case and watched it, but I couldn't do the reverse. Yeah, it was weird because I could even, like, I fired, after I couldn't get it to, to show up on the Xbox, I fired it up on my tablet. And, you know, in Windows, I don't know if you've ever noticed, you can play from there to an Xbox 360 or an Xbox One. Like, if you right-click on a media file, if it's on yeah. the same network. So I tried to do that, and of course it was like, you don't have the license for this, oh, you know, so. Oh, that's annoying. I, I was kind of pissed about that, so I spent five bucks in protest and played a game. <laughs> I guess they win. So so what you're saying is, you spent five bucks, you didn't get to do the thing you wanted to do with that five bucks, so you gave them five more dollars. Exactly. Yeah, they win. They win. It's his, it's his own form of protest. Well played, Nick. Well played. <laughs> if I, just, I showed them. If I give them enough money, maybe they'll just go away. <laughs> anyway. All right. Locke, what you been playing? Uh, much like Mike Wildstar, um, kind of getting my bearings in that. I've been playing solo and looking forward to um, doing some of the dungeons and instances and that sort of thing. Uh, what's cool is that they actually have like quests quite frequently where you're like you're gonna need at least three people for this so partner up and i think that's kind of cool because i haven't seen that before where um just a regular ass quest um makes do you play you, wow at all party up. yeah not not for a long time not since like cataclysm so but uh, well, that was all over wow yeah yeah I well yeah as I don't I don't play WoW so I think it's I it's new to me so um that's that's cool because that kind of gets you in the mindset for doing group content which obviously is the strength of that game um, and there's some public events in there too that you can in the starter zones you could run into like giant yeah, boss fights I tried to fight a big dinosaur by myself and that didn't go so hot so. no 
<laughs> um, it's a pretty game. It's got it's definitely its own cool um, art style to it, and I, I like that. And yeah, just running around with my my kind of alienoid bug thing with claws, and I'm gonna find Mike Mike's bunny rabbit and get him to hop on my back. And we'll we'll I'll, I'll go do around it in jolly cooperation. Maybe one of these days, um, kitten. Corporal Kitty Von Smiggleputz will join you guys as well. Exactly. And then, uh, other than that, playing Payday 2, the Big Bank DLC hit, um, which is a, it's like a $5 add-on, and it features Gus Fringo from Breaking Bad. I forget the guy, the actual actor's name, but that's the character. Um, he is the dentist, and he gives you a mission to take out this big bank, heist it, and... If, if you picture, like, one of those big Wall Street banks, I guess Wall Street, it doesn't matter if it's Wall Street, but just, like, one of those big banks in the movies, that's exactly what it is in your mind. That's what they've put, where they've got a bunch of, it's two floors, they've got a bunch of tellers and staff rooms and offices and lots of nice wood and, and brass, and then they have a big vault door, and then behind that is another sort of secondary section, and it's actually stealthable, which is really cool to be... Um, Stealthable. It's such a big mission too. It takes about half an hour to run with um, competent people, and yeah, it's. I was about to ask you, really... how do you not die within sixty seconds of the heist going down? You just, you just gotta hunker down, man. Put on the masks. And just, just do it. But just, uh, just yeah, clown no, around. It's, it's just clown around. No, Payday, Payday Two is awesome. It's still the best supported game of twenty thirteen. They continue to put out dlc and put out free missions and all sorts of content um it's not the perfect game of course i think the progression is a little slow um and i think that the payout and the way the the items are doled out or is a little weird um it's very yeah it's very slow so you have to do a lot of grinding um thankfully the game is is really fun but uh like i'm still only like i'm not even level 50 yet and i play quite a bit but I know there's guys you can like prestige at a level 100 and it's crazy but and it's got the wow thing too where level 85 to 100 is the it takes the same amount of time as 1 to 85 which is crazy to me like that's nuts Jesus yeah so so <sighs> anyways who knows it, it's just fun playing like if you don't think about that stuff that's, it's a, still just, that's a game just I've a always game. wanted to get back into and play but it's also one of those games where I'm just like because of the game itself if I'm just yeah. going to hop into a group of randoms, I'm just like, it's not worth it. Like, So it's trying to find time with friends and stuff to play. It does yeah, take a group. What... I think maybe we should all, you know, you know, one of our stream days, effort. maybe jump back yeah. in it now that, you know, we've, Locke can tell us exactly what the hell we need to do to not suck yeah. at a mission. The thing, too, is, like, I've been using the same two guns for, like, ever, which I don't like in that game. I, you get so many new guns, and... I can't afford anything because you have to pay for your skills, you have to pay for your weapons, your masks, everything. Um, it's just a little slow for me, but again, it, it's still a really fun game. Like, heisting is is awesome. So, Big Bank DLC is out. It is great. Grab it if you're playing Payday. Um, if you have a friend that owns it, you don't have to buy it. You can just play that mission. It's awesome. Cool. Um really other than that not too much a little bit of, i got a new ipad air so i kind of been plunking around with some stuff did you put ftl on that mother yeah what, what else are you gonna put on there hearthstone that's the only hearthstone, reason to buy an um, ipad is for the soul FTL. forge yeah, uh, yeah broken age 
They just oh, I didn't a, know. Oh, yeah, Broken Age. So. They just announced a new Civ, uh, Civilization Civ game for iPad. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Next, next week, I think it is, or the week after it's coming. Nice. Knights um, of the Republic. Hitman. Yeah. Hitman Dude. Go. I've been playing that. That game is sweet. Yeah, it's really good. I don't, that's like my perfect style of iPad game. Like that and FTL is is awesome. Um, yeah, and then really just just trying to get Steam cards. That's it. I made my buying, first badge today. Buying buying things. Yeah, which, which badge? The summer badge. Summer badge. Yeah. yeah wonderful. Um, but that being said, it's it's been pretty cool because they're. The way they're doing the community choice sales uh, is bundles now, so you get to choose from themed bundles, and there has been quite a bit of co-op bundles. Which yeah, I've seen at least three cool. co-op bundles. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've been I've been doing that. <laughs> you know that game I play called Steam. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you you spend so much money, you get a prize. <laughs> I do. This is very true. So. If you're out there and you're not you're not crafting badges, I'm your boy. I ran into the trap the other day where uh, they had what was it, Hitman Absolution for sale, mm-hmm. like all the DLC and everything like that for like five bucks. I was like, yeah, I'll buy this game. Go ahead, click. And, it was, and then like I got through and it's just like, by the way, you've already bought this. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, like, oh well. <laughs> oh, no. Well, welcome to my life, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> it's a shorter list for what you haven't bought on there. Oh, oh yeah! Like when you own more games than don't own, then something's wrong. <laughs> but whatever. Ooh, Spec Ops: The Line is now on sale. That game's pretty good. Six bucks. Yep. Um, so, anyways, uh, I've been playing this Steam Summer Sale a little bit too. There's actually been a few indie games here and there that I've seen, but aside from that, most of my time on Steam has been played. Uh, been playing the Divinity Original Sin beta. It's still on beta, although it gets released next week, kind of preparing for the review for that. And I know, Locke, you and I kind of took a look at that back in Yeah, has it changed Federal. much? It has. It's, it's So, like, the graphics, for one, like, has got, have gotten a huge overhaul. Um, like, from the very start, you can actually choose your character class, so they have a few different presets, but then you can do some customizations within those. Uh, so they have like warrior knight shadow may uh, shadow rogue or something like that um, five or six different types of wizards okay I mean like cool. so they definitely a lot of have wizards flushed it out Is, yeah where did where did they come from um, <laughs> did, did they come from the moon lock <laughs> that wizard just came saying from the moon. just trying to be topical he came. From the moon. I want to. I want to hear Christopher Walken's take on that. <laughs> that wizard came from the moon. <laughs> so dumb. Sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, you no, no. Your talk. <laughs> moon wizards. Uh, yeah. Nancy was watching me play that. She was just like, "Did he just say that wizard came from the moon?" I was like, "Yep." <laughs> <laughs> it's the good old, good old Peter Dinklage. Phoning it in. <laughs> yeah. Moon wizard. Um, anyway, I guess Bungie said that he his voice is intended to have some kind of effect on it. That isn't wasn't oh, in the alpha. Came from the moon. <laughs> At least if he sounded like a robot, it would make sense that he puts no emotion into that. <laughs> <laughs> well, how much really? How much emotion can you put into that wizard came from the moon? I mean, like. 
watch Justin McElroy's video and you'll see a surprising range of ways to say that line. (laughs) That was really good. Anyway, so yeah, it's come a long ways from the initial sort of uh, from what we saw in the alpha. Um, Yes, we all played the Destiny alpha. (laughs) You still have the same opening mission of like the murder investigation, but it it leads to be detectives. Yeah, it it leads somewhere more now. So it's not just, I mean, like you you have to go through the initial kind of stuff in town, but then you actually feel like there's more progression to it. Because, yeah, I got, I, I mean, I, I pretty much went through the same content that I did in the alpha. And I was mm-hmm. kind of like, eh, I don't really know, but let me go a little bit further and see. And once I got past that, it was just like I was hooked. I mean, it, it got you where uh, the combat is, I mean, I was playing with Nick and he was like, it's pretty much Baldur's Gate, I mean, for the combat. Yep. You know, all that. Um but the combat gets so satisfying. Like once your guys get up to a little bit of a higher level enough that you have have some skills to work with. Yeah, and the way that they really use the different combinations of spells makes a huge impact. I mean, like I just the elements. It's all about like the uh, elements. It seemed for it, me. It right, really yeah. is. Like I mean, I got through going through an area where all the guys were fire based so like before i ever went to combat with them i cast a rain spell so it put all the fires out and it weakened them like it actually had an effect that they were you know wet um and that made it easier than for me to cast like ice spells on them which would freeze them so my other like melee characters could run up and start attacking them uh if you attack them you start you know like the fact that they're on fire affects you so you actually start burning but since it was raining, like they would burn, but then you'd get put out right away. So it was like they've got a lot of really good mechanics and, and effect with that. And there's some really interesting things that can happen with you know the combinations of spells. Not quite to the degree of Magicka blowing up the screen, yeah. but it comes close. <laughs> like you can, uh, I think, like if you make a poison cloud, like if you put a pool of poison on the ground cast rain and then cast fire it just becomes this big explosive cloud that like just sits there for a good six or seven seconds and anything that comes near it just dies anything that like gets tossed in there just dies so they've done a lot with it and, and it's um I'm, I'm looking forward to actually playing more of it it's, it's kind of gotten me hooked so awesome i'm yeah. stoked yeah uh, anyone who's uh, you know anyone who's a fan of the uh, Baldur's Gate and all those Neverwinter Nights and those series, I think, is really going to enjoy this. I yeah, like, I, like I said, the, the, the little bit I played with you, it was, it was really solid. And and just to point out, it's there is, like like I was saying, there's a whole like dice system going on underneath, and it tells you about like the rolls and stuff that you know that, that's happening. And uh, the co-op, I thought, worked really well. Just, you know, each of us controlling a pair of guys and, you know, communicating what we're going to do, what our turns and when, and stuff like that like i thought that was yeah and even though there's it, like it li- two main characters to the game who can have dialogue with everyone there's actually like they kind of point out to you at one point like if you go up with one of the mercenary characters that you can hire and start talking to a group of people they'll just be like who are you let me talk to the other guy like there's a real good humor to the game throughout and they're kind of dismissive of mm-hmm. anyone who's not the main two but you can have four people play and they can be the mercenaries and when it comes to a good 80% of the game, which is combat, um, you know, combat and, and other stuff, perfectly valid to have them, you know, you can assign who plays what and stuff. Just would this that... game be better with jetpack dragons, though? Every game would be oh, better what? with jetpack dragons. Jet That's not even dragons? a question. 
That's a different divinity game, right? <laughs> that's just oh, that's yeah. not even a. That's like <laughs> you have this game, jetpack dragons better. I mean, like you know, that's that's just <laughs> that's just simple math. Um, yeah. It sucks that progress seems to only be saved to the main character's game, though. Whoever whoever's the host. The host. Yeah. So right, because you because when you joined up, Nick. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I didn't. Oh, well, we'll have to test it again because I had I had played a little bit. And then it, for some reason it decided to delete my game. So when I started it up again, I didn't even have a game or a character to save it to. Okay. So perhaps, maybe, I don't know what you would take back, but we'll have yeah. to see. We'll definitely give it another shot. So it's worth checking out. Uh, it's released next week and we'll have our review to go along with it. Um, Beauty. Headlines. To the world of exciting co-op. What's been going on, Nick? What's been going on? Uh, we'll talk Far Cry 4, I guess. And uh, if you saw it at E3, Far Cry 4 is getting a co-op mode. It's a bit different than it was last time, where last time it was a four-player co-op uh, mode that was separate from the campaign. This time, it's a two-player co-op mode, uh, but it's integrated into the campaign, and it's all about the... Uh, what do they call it? Hideouts? The... Yeah, the bases. Were they hideouts? The bases, yeah, whatever the, yeah. So uh, when you when you go to liberate one of the the hideouts or the bases or whatever you want to call them, uh, you can call in a buddy and uh, play some co-op through that. Uh, but the big news with that, and it was kind of the surprise uh, at the Sony conference, was they were like, well, uh, you can invite friends that don't have the game to play. Uh, and I guess the way that's going to work, yeah, we were like, huh, how's that going to work? Well, basically, your friend is going to get a. You're gonna give him a key, and he's gonna download the whole damn thing. And the only time he can play it is when uh, when you invite him. And uh, they did have, did give out some more detail about how the co-op's gonna work in general. In that you won't be able to like free roam around. Uh, like you can still roam anywhere, but the, all the single-player content kind of gets switched off while the co-op is going on. So you can't go and do like the the missions that aren't co-op, but you can just. I guess go from base to base and kind of tear them up with your friend if you want. Yeah, so that's it makes that. a little. That's if, a, if it's anything like Far Cry Three, it really makes sense for them to do that because those missions would be like there. There's nothing saying they couldn't have just designed it so that you could add multiple people, but they do so much stuff with the first person perspective in in Far Cry Three that it wouldn't really make a whole lot of sense to try and shoehorn someone in there and. If they're going for immersion, I mean, they I'm could have everybody the watch heart of the darkness. same cutscene. While my pal is not, I mean, well, they they you know they could do what they do in what Halo, where they just have everybody watch the same cutscene. Yeah, yeah. But um, I don't know. They do yes. they do they just do interesting stuff. So I, it's kind of fun. I the best part of Far Cry Three was just screwing around on the island anyway. <laughs> you you get so. tactical pachyderms in Far Cry Four, so. Weaponized tactical, pachyderms. Weaponized tactical. I did like unleashing tigers on people in uh That was oh, Far Cry three when you're stealth and stuff. Oh no tiger yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Um right. so Mike. Yeah. So the uh there was at E three kind of quietly they announced a sequel to one of my favorite co op games. We in fact we believe we gave it a <clears throat> downloadable co-op game of the year that came out uh, Laura Croft and the Guardian of Light Uh, they're releasing a new new one called uh, 
Laura Croft and the Temple of Osiris. It's another isometric puzzle action game starring Laura Croft, but except this time uh, there will be four-player co-op and online co-op out of the box instead of making everybody wait three or four months for a patch like last time. Um, and uh, one of the cool things is because there's four players, all of the characters are, like the last one, the characters are all asynchronous. They all have different abilities. Okay. And uh, the, this time around, the game actually shifts the puzzles to accommodate the number of players. And uh, I don't know if it changes based on what abilities the players have, but it uh, it, it it's it's makes it a little more replayable because you know, with, uh, depending on the number of people you have with you, the solutions to puzzles might be slightly different. Um, but I really like. I don't know if you guys played it, but Guardian Light's just a ton of fun. So good. It's still one of my favorite, like. It's a great game, amazing game, but still one of my my favorite like sort of engines, and I, I just to this day I still want other games made in that vein, like make a Shadowrun action RPG with that engine, and just like mm-hmm. oh, it would just be so cool because there's shooting, there's melee, there's everything, there's you know a little bit of platforming and that sort of stuff. So a lot of ball yeah, rolling, yeah, lots of ball rolling. <laughs> so definitely looking forward to Temple of Osiris. Yeah, I'm 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 really happy to hear about that. So, yeah. Jason, yeah, you have a news story for us? Nope. Oh, so on the right. lock. No, <laughs> um, <laughs> Lego huh. Batman Three Beyond Gotham. They're like up in the ante with everything with this. It seems like they kind of were showing stuff off at E3, and then uh, immediately afterwards they were releasing the official gameplay video or whatever does he like, go to the moon he go he goes to find that wizard he says that wizard, wizard. came to the moon i'm going to the moon i'm going to find where that wizard D- does lives. he okay more seriously does he go to metropolis i i don't know he goes to space he's batman if he space. goes beyond gotham i mean what other cities are there in the dc universe Star City, there's where's that's where the flash is from, right? There's what is the Green Arrow base out? Green Arrow Star City. Yeah. Liberty City. <laughs> Vice City. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Under the I sea. Under the sea city. Yeah. Yep. So he goes into Space City where the Justice League's uh, space station is. It's underneath attack. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Does he fight a space joker? He, fight, he, he fights a Joker in space. He does. I don't know what's real or not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's another Lego game, right? It's another Lego game. They're, they're basically wanting to add more to it from the previous games, as they always try and do, right? So they had trying to add more characters, more ease of use kind of thing. So they have it now where when you during a mission, actually, you can choose a different character on the fly, which they started implementing in some of the other ones, but uh, characters will have different suits with different abilities as well. So not only do you choose like one character, but you can switch out so they're in, you know, like Batman's, I don't know, space suit where he's flying around and shooting lasers like Buzz Lightyear or Robin has an illumination suit that apparently lights up areas. Mm. Because I remember the more characters thing it can go. It can be really interesting, or it can backfire. Like the, I think Mark was saying, yeah, the, uh, the Lego Hobbit, where you'd have you have you know nine dwarves, and each one has a special ability, but they 
when they Legoized them, they all look pretty much the same. Awesome. So trying to remember which dwarf <laughs> had which ability uh, was an exercise in frustration. I so. want Thoin, I want Gloin. <laughs> ah, damn it, Ori, what's your problem? <laughs> Yeah, no, it can Different be. Buffer. And, and I think I think the uh, I have a feeling their suits like you know oh shoot I select this character well change up the suit it changes up what special abilities they have or whatever. It's probably yeah, it'll probably be more that. obvious, but I'm they those games they they make I don't know they they just crap them out, man. There's like <laughs> one every nine months, right? <laughs> Yeah, and they're all reasonably fun, but they like they don't always do anything different. Marvel Superheroes was pretty fun. I had a good time playing that. It seems like every it seems like every like three or four of them they put out one is really good. Yeah, so and then the rest are just frustrating. Maybe you know Batman Three Beyond Gotham in space with Moon Wizards will be like the crowning achievement. And then, I'd, I'd be okay with that. And then the Traveler's know. Tales can just be like, we're done. We're they should done. just do a Lego, the Lego game. We're going to go make a Lego have, Dark Souls now. Did they not do one of those Lego whatevers for the Lego movie? Because that seems Yeah, really they did. Yeah. Okay. yeah, it's on it's on sale actually right now on Steam. Because that seems really obvious. So yeah. I'm glad they did it. They, they should just combine them all, like Lego Super. Make it like a wrestling game with all the Lego. Oh, Lego, Lego Super like, Ultra Lego WWE would be amazing. Edition. Yeah, they could make it like Saturday Night Slam Masters or something. Yeah, so good. So anyway, that's that's. If sorry. they make a, if you said you were joking, if they make a Lego Dark Souls game, I will burn Warner Brothers to the ground. Where I draw the line, man. <laughs> No, but look, it's going to be really hardcore. Like, you won't get any studs back when you die. I mean, just like... (laughs) Except, no, a hardcore Lego game would be, if you die, it's game over. Yeah. Because when you die in a Lego game, you just respawn until you beat the level. It's ridiculous. (laughs) At least in co-op. At least in co-op. Well, sir, that brings us to... Which is exactly how Halo works, come to think of it. Right? I don't know. That brings us to our final closing news article. Yeah, it's about a game called Crea, or Crea, where you can get creative. Oh, I see what you did there. Or create something. Um, I don't know about that, Locke. Why? Come on, judges. Give me... Bear with me. I'm judging you. I'm trying to to build some anticipation. We're with you, but Mr. Russian Judge over there... (laughs) No... Um, Evil. No, it's it's another <laughs> sandbox game on Steam Greenlight called Crea or Crea, C R E A, and they're trying to switch the formula up. We've got Minecraft, Terraria, Starbound, um, even Don't Q-world. Starve, <laughs> yeah, Cube World, all that stuff. All those, you know, you're dropped into a world, go explore, build. This one, they are really, really honing in on the co-op. And the exploration, um, where they they want to just if you if you want to build something, you got to obviously get the materials, you got to research the recipe. Uh, it, it looks a lot. I, I the, when I watched the trailer, it, it looks a lot like um, it reminded me of a Valley Without Wind, the art style a little bit, um, but on more of a Terraria level. It's it's not quite 
it's past sort of the 16-bit era, if you will. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's you know interesting. These games obviously have a big market, so if you want to get in on Crea early, go vote for it. I think they what do they do on Steam Greenlight? Thumbs up. Give it your thumb. Vote for it. <laughs> Give it your thumb. Um, but yeah, they're they're trying to do something different, so. Um, Go give them your love, because create, do it, why not? Because we can always a little more love in the world, right? Yeah. Exactly. Do it. Love is all you need. That's right. (laughs) So a few quick things. Um, Had a really good talk, actually, with a dev who was inspired by Jamestown, one of our favorite uh, co-op games. Yeah, can't wait for the PS4 version. Yeah. Yep. Um, so Lyle Cox from Mount Olympus Games is putting a, a co-op game together called Together Omnan Safe, if I can say that rightly. I don't know if I can or not. But um, he was inspired from playing uh, Jamestown and he wanted to make a co-op experience where both people basically were um, the same. So like there wasn't any different powers to distinguish them like in the Laura Croft games or in others. They all have the same abilities, but you had to really talk together in order to solve puzzles to get through the game. It's kind of a puzzle platformer. Uh, some interesting stuff that he went through in there in terms of design decisions, even if influenced by like wanting to make sure the game is playable by people who can only use one hand or who are colorblind. Oh, cool. So um, kind of a conscientious design doc sort of for it. Um, so check that out. Uh, videos from E3. Our wonderful videographer (laughs) shot a ton of footage. I've only (laughs) been able to get through some of it, but there's a lot of good stuff there with developer interviews, hands-on of the game, excellent uh, video day wrap-ups with uh, Nick, Justin Ross, um, and then Nick and Justin Reynolds. Yeah. Two very different opinions from those guys. I mean, it's it's it's, it's crazy. <laughs> one of them knows games, another one doesn't. I know it's it's very interesting to hear their takes. So definitely check those out. Uh, and then obviously we were talking about earlier with the Steam sales going on, lots of uh, co-op games actually, co-op bundle packs. So by the time you hear this, it'll be drawing to a close, I believe. But go in and spend all your hard-earned dollars while you can. Do it. Do it now. Yeah. What is it? It runs till. 30th, 30th, I thought. 30th? Yeah. So. Yeah, a couple days yet. Yep. Sweet. One more weekend of sitting Plenty around. Of time. And, uh, I got a few bucks, why not? Yeah. <laughs> Plenty of time. Um, um, so with all that yeah, said. There's, oh, there's, sorry. Sorry, Noah. I was just going to say, are, are we going to talk about E3 now? Yeah, I want to hear are. about E3. Tell us all Holy about shit. E3. By Destiny. Now, <laughs> seriously, so, find so, out where that wizard came from. <laughs> so, so, so we're just gonna give the, give out the the climax first. We're gonna say that Destiny cli- got our got yes. our game of show. Okay. Well, when you fucking get me to buy a damn system for your game at the I airport mean, at four in the morning. Yeah, I was gonna say. Oh, yeah. To be fair, how sleep deprived were you at that point? Quite sleep deprived, but I'm gonna be the wizard from the moon. So, so do you have a PS4 now, Locke? Um, Amazon has my white PS4 that they will give me in September. Months. Yes. Okay. Yep. So yeah, Sweet. E3. Uh, it was interesting this year. It, it felt a bit smaller than in the past. I think Locke and I both agreed it was yep. not as crowded. 
Uh, the show floor was quite movable, and uh, but in terms of content for us, like co-op wise, it, it might have been the biggest year I think we we've seen that we we saw. Uh, I think by last count, twenty five co-op games, and there were some that we didn't get to actually yeah, get hands on with. We were averaging like yeah, like ten. 10 a day it was insane yeah like literally every ubisoft game had a four-player co-op mode <laughs> yeah yeah it's ubisoft like our bullet point for 2014 for yeah they they came out big for us and, and they they were probably in terms of like their pr folks they were one of yeah. the the better uh you know better uh they're treated organized us the they're friendly yeah. they yeah. got they, they were like crap you need to see everything in this hour time slot. Okay, go here, go here, go here. We'll set you up with this interview. We'll do that. Yeah. And that makes, like, it makes everyone's life easier, but especially as a video guy, like, I'm changing equipment, I'm moving, I'm trying to set up audio and that sort of thing. It's just, like, makes my life a lot easier, especially when we're not, like, dicking around waiting for someone to talk to. They're like, okay, fine, I guess you can talk to this person. They're, like, they're on point. So it was, yeah. it was awesome. Yeah, so we got some good stuff out of Ubisoft. Uh, I think, I mean, we the only thing we didn't get to see was Far Cry 4, ironically. Uh, hmm, yeah. But we... Uh, it was a bit of a known quantity, though. Yeah, yeah. So we, we kind of, we, like Locke said, we tried, to, we tried to, like, maximize our time and see the things that we had more questions on, like The Division and uh, Rainbow Six and uh, some of the other stuff. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah, they were definitely the biggest surprise in terms of... of quality of content and, and quantity too and then probably the biggest disappointment was that we all agreed the ea just they didn't have anything for us uh, in terms I mean, of they were showing tech demos at their pre- at their press conference yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean in general they, they had they smoke d- i mean does that count for anything yeah <laughs> they just uh you know they're still so transitioning all of the feels guys all of the feels yeah. <laughs> that being said i'm sure that um like, if we went into Dragon Age, we'd have been like, yeah, Dragon Age looks sick. They're doing a cool thing there. But, yeah. uh, I mean, we weren't, yeah. we weren't there for that. Yeah, we didn't have time, is what it came down to. We, the, I think the only thing... Well, you saw Blood Bowl 2. You, you, awesome. You, yeah. you squeezed 30 minutes in for that, and we squeezed an hour in for Witcher 3. That was Excellent. it. That was it. <laughs> that was it. Every every other like minute of the show we spent like after Witcher three, our schedule was pretty much done, and there was like an hour left, and we like looked at each other like, all right, let's go try and go see Fable Legends, and like yeah. we squeezed in. We were there till like, the show floor closed. Yeah. <laughs> every second we used it, was, and that's never happened to me before in, in my eight years of E threes. Like I've always kind of bailed out early, been like, <laughs> all right, missed, I, we missed Farming Simulator. We didn't even get a chance to try that. Yeah, we well the 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 one that I'm disappointed we did miss was the new Gauntlet. We we did want to see that, That's true. And, and we yeah. never did get a chance to to make our way back over there and, and check that out. Um, so that was kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, have I seen, was, a, have I seen that the the new Gauntlet actually everybody like the melee characters are actually melee characters instead of just throwing weapons around, throwing their <laughs> weapon. Yeah, that makes me a yeah. little bit sad. Oh. Yeah, just a know, little it, bit. I, I little watched bit. like a little bit of them playing. They had a couple couch co-op setups on the on the show floor, and I kind of just you know watched for a few minutes, and it looked pretty cool. It looked, it's like you said, the the character classes seem a little bit more specific, and maybe they have a little more more roles. I mean, it's by the guys that created Magicka. Um, so the levels 
had a little bit more space to them. Maybe they were in a, they they were still puzzly, but they had things to like. I saw like the one section like they were kind of jumping over some things, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. So I don't know. I it's I can't really pass any kind of judgment on it from what I saw, but it you could tell like looking at it, you could say yeah, that's Gauntlet. But Speak, speaking of Magicka, Magicka two, right? Ghost. Magicka two is announced. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the had, best trailers from from the show. Yeah. There was quite a few announcements to the new Dead Island, Magicka 2, uh, well, the Far Cry 4 with the co-op mode. Assassin's Creed Unity was was huge. Like, it, you know, it's been rumored that Assassin's Creed was going to get a co-op campaign, we'll call it, for a long time. And I guess that's what the last two had, Wolfpack? Yeah. Three, yeah, yeah. three and four. Um, but this is actually integrated into the story now. Uh it, it that video Locke and I both through that Microsoft press conference were just like watching oh, that thing. We're like, oh my god, we want to play this. When can yeah, we play this? Rad, just like the traversal and the execution, and because they're they have that power now to have those dynamic crowds and lots of people doing different things and tons of stuff rendering on the screen. It was it was like super believable in terms of the environment and. Yeah, I, I, it was fun. Like, I, I'm a huge sucker for coordinated tactics and that sort of thing. And they, I know it was a demo, and granted, that's not. It's not always going to be as smooth and perfect as that. But I mean, you can get pretty close if you got some friends who know what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, we. I saw it on the on the show floor, and that's one of those games that the videos of it it doesn't do it justice. You can watch a you know a streaming video or a YouTube video of it, and mm-hmm. you just don't get the appreciation for how crisp and fluid uh, everything looks and yeah it's it, it's slick so mm-hmm. yeah, uh, what else what else what I other know good Justin E3 saw things? it and, and that was his kind of game of show but did you guys get a chance to see Division at all that was no, all Justin Ross one. man it was <laughs> all Justin <laughs> Ross <laughs> the only thing he liked it was yeah. he uh, hated everything bad. else that's too bad. I was really yeah. curious about that because that's that's been kind of like the one game that like it's been like, is it co-op? Is it not? It seems like it is, and it is. It is yeah. co-op. Yeah, it's, it's like it's... this weird third-person tactical game where you'll run into other groups, but you can like choose to be friendly with them or not. So I think it, it's kind. Of, I think it, it plays out a lot like Destiny, where there's specific areas that you know are designed for versus and stuff it's kind of that persistent mmo-esque kind of a thing but it's also dynamically co-op as well you meet up with someone you're like yeah let's do this mission and uh so yeah i'm just kind of looking through our tag here evolve got to play some of that game is do you think let me ask about evolve um we knew going into e3 that the you could have an ai monster have four players against it but is that is that really going to be the way people want to play that game based on no, yeah, like that seems well. I I think if you play online with friends, it's not going to matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it does. It doesn't yeah. matter. But if you if you're playing like in a LAN environment or you know whatever, then yeah, it's more fun because so what happened? I play I played as the monster against four folks, and it came down to the wire, and it was just you know it. it it doesn't feel competitive. Like, it's just fun for the sake mm-hmm. of being fun. It's like, I think someone compared it as, like, you know, the Dungeon Master in a D&D game with, mm-hmm. 
you know, players. Like, yeah, you're kind of against each other, but the reality is you're just having a, you know, a bunch of people having a good time together. Um, and going on from that, did it have, like, that seemed to be another theme at the show was kind of the four-on-one stuff. So there was the Fable Legends Right, yeah, we uh, saw that it in Kind of does the, uh, you know, one player plays Dungeon Keeper and four players play Fable. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I mean that was that was pretty cool. Locke got to play as the as the villain there and kind of mm-hmm. control things a bit. And I played as one of the characters with some other random folks. And uh, you know, they they said that that was I won't call it a tech demo, but they said that's a real small slice of what that game is. And they yeah, just, and that's I, I just didn't know exactly. Yeah, what that was like leading towards. Like, if that was the whole game, that'd be fun for like ten or fifteen bucks. But if it's just a yeah. small slice, that's cool too. Yeah. So I, th- that game was that game was surprisingly pretty. Like the, yeah. the character models and stuff in that were insanely detailed. Um, so that that was pretty cool. Uh, what else we got here? Sniper Elite Three, which is out this week. That was some solid stuff there. Uh, now Borderlands pre sequel. Now that you've played Sniper Elite, is Sniper Elite Three pretty much similar co op in it? Is similar feel? I so I haven't played the the, the co op in two, so I'm not sure how it is. But uh, in three, there seems to be a lot of flexibility to how you play. You can have both players be straight up sniper guys. Okay. Uh, yeah. You know, they get like kind of like how you play single player. You can you can force it into one player's sniper, the other player has like the automatic weapon and the binoculars for for spotting. So you can play that way. Uh, through the campaign, then there's also like a there's a survival co-op mode as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's 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 a few options there. Okay. Um, you know, just and I played a campaign mission in co-op. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. It, it, it seems really open. Like, uh, from what I played at V2, it's kind of like you're down in the corridors and kind of a set path. In this, it was more, it was a big, broader area, and we could kind of set up a little bit more and pick our spots. And, gotcha. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Skylanders we talked about. Oh, Stronghold Crusader 2. That I am really stoked for. Uh, it looked insanely detailed. Like it, yeah. they, they nailed like the, the the little little people running around doing all their <laughs> thing. Like I like so much detail in what was going on on the screen, and uh, I, it was kind of funny because I played a lot of Caesar Three back in college. Oh yeah, that so game funny. was awesome. And. I was literally, like, writing it in my notes, like, reminds me of Caesar 3, and the dev was like, have you ever played the Caesar series? I was like, well, I guess I have. And apparently... <laughs> that was, like, the first thing I said, too. I was like, yeah. hey, this is kind of like Caesar. <laughs> yeah, and um, he said that, that two of his bosses actually helped develop uh, Caesar 3. And nice. And you, you can clearly see its influence. Like, like I said, I, I, it's so, so detailed. Uh, little guys, you know, doing their jobs around... Uh, the villages and stuff uh, that's behind your stronghold. There's some pretty good uh, options to build up your walls and put the fences up. You can put, like, in one part, saw him put up, like, oil pots all in front of his wall as the armies came in, and then he had his ar- archers fire fire arrows into it and build up this big, like, flame wall. So for people um, who haven't ever played Stronghold or the Caesar series, what's the difference between those and, like, Civ? So, so this game, the, the, basically the, the goal is you build up a castle, 
or however you want. Like, it doesn't have to necessarily be a castle. You can just put a wall across the freaking map. Like, actually, the, the one that they showed, it was just a, like a wall between two lakes, and then he had his town behind it. Uh, but then you play against other another stronghold, another army. So the, you, you build up your town behind it. You have things that build and, and provide certain uh, aspects of it. You build up your army, and then you try and take over the other stronghold. Um, so, like, it, it's just... It, so it's got the Civ or the SimCity aspect of the town management and, you know, building it up and resource stuff like that. And then the RTS aspect, because you can actually control your troops and send them out and pick, you know, where you yeah, want them to go. It's in real form. time. Yeah, it's a, it's a real time game. Uh, so it, it, it's really slick. Like I said, it gorgeous. A- absolutely gorgeous. Like down to when the little guys were like attacking like the, the wall, like they were like chipping away bricks, like one at a time. Like you'd see like the pieces of the wall coming off as they're trying to that, break that through. Brick and, tech. Like, it, it's just, it's insane. So, and that's out um, in like two or three months. And they were like, yeah, we're basically just polishing it now. And it was like silly stuff that they were like, need, like they needed a proper victory these, screen. <laughs> and right? like these disease clouds need to look better. Yeah. It was just, it, it's going to be good. I, I really think it's going to be solid. So co-op in that, uh, there's a couple modes of play. You can just do skirmish where you team up, so everyone would have their own own stronghold, and you would play against uh, the computer. Or you can play. Everyone is on one stronghold, so you could like someone could be managing the town while another person's managing the troops and control these guys and sending them out and hmm. stuff like that. Uh, so they have that right now in the skirmish mode, which which is the meat of the game. It, it's all about those battles. Uh, there is a, a single player campaign as well. They said that that's not going to be playable and co-op at launch, but they hope to have it patched in shortly after launch. So, that's looking good. Uh, Defense Grid 2, another good one we saw. Uh, in terms of what they're doing with co-op and tower defense, they kind of nailed that. Uh, you can... Basically, you, you can have two modes of play there. You can do the one where you share resources and, sh- and share the, the whole map. Uh, basically anybody can do whatever you want and they have one where it's you each have your own resource pool and there's specific spots on the map only you can put your thing down so it's a little bit more coordinated there uh, and I had a lot of fun playing that what else what else what else I had a list somewhere I forgot it yeah I'm just, I'm just going through our, our story page what, what we got I'm looking at some silly pictures of us dressed up as cops at the battlefield thing strippers uh Dying Light looks sick. Yeah. Um, oh, Hellraid. Yes, Hellraid. Hellraid looks pretty oh, yeah, yeah. I've heard a lot of mixed things about Hellraid. It, it still seems pretty early for that game, which is kind of surprising because I feel like it's been in development for a while. Um, but it uh, it definitely has that Heretic Hexen vibe to it. Four-player co-op. It's all you know, fantasy dungeon-crawling, dark and gritty and... Uh, it's running on Techland's newest engine, uh, so it's just it's gorgeous looking. Uh, it will be in an early access, I think they said this fall on PC, and then launching sometime next year. But uh, yeah, I mean a little more arcadey than like uh, than like say like I, I want to say Skyrim, but that's not a, that's not a good example. But it, it you could pick up. There's lots of weapons to pick up in armors and stuff, and you can increase your you know your character that way and unlock some skills and things like that. But it's very light. It's it's not as in depth as like an R- a full on RPG would be, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'm rambling. Locke, stop me from rambling. Um, hot stuff. We've got 
Think things that I'm still a little iffy on, but I need more information, like stuff like the division, obviously. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege, the Siege. Uh, I got a chance to play that. Um, Nick managed to actually tap me on the shoulder and tell me that he was leaving <laughs> just as I was breaching a room, and I got two of our teammates killed. It was perfect timing. It was, it was <laughs> total trolled. <laughs> like it was yeah, like it was lock like, <laughs> dead. <laughs> Damn yeah, it! Turn, sorry. Turned my head for half a second. Then, nope, dead, done. Uh, um, yeah, Skylanders. I don't play Skylanders, but it looked beautiful and yeah. really cool. Um, again, Homefront. Uh, and what was the other one we saw with those guys? Was Dead, it Dead Island, Island Two? 2? Um, those Homefront. I'm super curious about. Um, it's still quite a ways off, but uh, yeah, it, it looks like a Freedom Fighters thing going on, which I like. Yeah. Um, Speaking. Uh, oh, I was just going to say, Sunset Overdrive looks so sick. Yeah. Like, so cool. Such a. I just cut the interview for that, and I got really excited about it again. So. Um, yeah. That's a reason to get an Xbox. Yeah. Did you guys go see any of the Nintendo stuff? I did. I, I walked a little bit around there. I was watching some people play some Smash Brothers. Uh, I watched some folks play the uh, Zelda. Dynasty Warriors mashup. Hyrule, Hyrule Warriors. Hyrule Warriors, yeah. They didn't have that playable in co-op, though. Uh, mm-hmm. But it actually looked pretty decent. Like, the, the style and stuff seemed to work, and uh, it looked pretty fun. I'm super uh, I'm super into that uh, Project Steam, or codename Steam, that they announced. Yeah, that looks super interesting. I don't think I saw anything on that. It but is what I did Valkyria see- Chronicles, as created by the Fire Emblem team. Ooh. Yeah. Which yeah. so those are like like Valkyria Chronicles is probably my favorite game of the previous generation. Okay, yep. and that's fair. And uh, Fire Emblem is amazing. Yeah, that's, and that those seem like two great tastes that taste great together. They they did have something I thought it looked pretty cool for the Wii U. It was basically Super Mario Brothers Builder. Oh yeah, Mario where, Maker. Yeah, that looked pretty slick. Um, I thought it was cool that they could you could like flip a switch and it would take all the tile sets and make it into new Super Mario Brothers Wii, yeah, uh, style. Uh, yeah, we walked around the Sony booth too. Uh, like Justin and I had played a Hell Divers game, which is actually another game from the Arrowhead folks, the the Magicka folks. Uh, and that seems pretty cool because it's a little bit more in depth of a twin stick shooter. Uh, it was really difficult on the show floor, especially there was like nobody to tell us what the hell to do. Uh, but it's it actually like when I played Loof Trousers last year. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it, it, that actually seems to have some pretty good promise in terms of like co-op because it's got kind of that thing where everyone's working together. Like mm-hmm. uh, all the players are trying to conquer the alien races at the same time. And actually what the game does is if, if the players fail, it resets and then it makes the difficulty easier. But if the players mm. win, it resets and makes it harder. And it's going to keep doing that through. Uh, Interesting. You know, as people are playing. Uh, trying to think of anything else we might have missed. Fantasia was funny to watch you guys. Oh, that was that was horrible. <laughs> Not a fan. It, it, it looked it, pretty cool. It, it looks cool. The problem was like they're like, oh yeah, you just wave at the things as they come on the screen, and like there's just a lot going so you're on. You're all on just the like, screen. huh? Yeah. Oh. It, well, that's the thing. I'm like, what am I? Like, it wasn't really clear what you were waving at or the direction, and then. Bro, like do you even Fantasia? Yeah, so that that yeah that was a little awkward, but whatever. That's that's uh, baller beats all over again. 
yeah. <laughs> and then uh, wait, wait, wait. This means that we're High gonna get fives. some sort of remix version of you Maybe. and Justin. We'll I want to see that video. That's yeah. the only video out of E3 I care about now. <laughs> yeah, Broforce. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, we, that's uh, on early access right now. So yeah, yeah, you can get it. But uh, and well, well, the surprise of was how far away that game is. We're we're like nine months, ten months away from release. Broforce. <laughs> that's what they said, right? It yeah. was a- April, like May, yeah, April, May. May they said next year. Like, what else do you have to do? What are they doing? Yeah. Making a PS4 version or something? <laughs> well, I guess they are. Oh, wow. and, if, and and we and we told them they had to make a Vita version as well, and so they said, sure. The they said, oh, shit, July. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they... we Yeah, it was just fun. It, they, the, the, devs, the devs of that game were exactly how you'd think they would be. Just good old fun. Something that jumped out at me, um, actually, was it was announced during E3. I don't know if it was on the show floor. Was the uh, the Final Fantasy Monster Hunter type game? I'm trying to remember what that was called. Um, I didn't see it. See, that's that's the problem with being at the show. Like, you miss so much of those. Like, if if they weren't in the press conferences, like, you would have missed it. You you missed it. Hold on, I'm I'm going get going get it going get it. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Keep talking. Get it. No, Shovel yeah, no, Knight comes out tomorrow. That game looks rad. Oh, sweet. Um, it's called Final Fantasy Explorers. It mm-hmm. is a uh, it's a four player Monster Hunter ish uh, 3DS what? game that has 20 character classes. Oh yeah. It seems that looks like it could be real rad. How the hell did I miss this? Says uh, they they said um, game. It's uh, well, someone says it looks kind of like Monster Hunter, and yeah. feeling like a light version of Final Fantasy fourteen. Cool. So <laughs> it's it seems cool. Like that like that's a game I'd be all over because I still yeah. buy every Final Fantasy game. Regardless, well, not everyone, but most of them. Did you get and I have a 3DS that I like a lot. So. Crystal Chronicles games on the uh, Wii. So good. So that was, good. I did not buy that. That was bad. That was bad. <laughs> Buckethead. So yeah, there's there was a lot of content at E3 for us this year. I, I just looked. We're over 60 articles uh, so far. We still have one, two, six videos left. Yeah, and we we got I think two two or three written articles to go as well. So yeah, we're gonna be over seventy uh, when all is said and done. And I can see from your list of to do things in the background lock. Once you finally finish the videos, you can then drop the beat. Drop, <laughs> drop, drop the beat. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's gonna happen. You'll see. Just wait for it. <laughs> Look at number seven. I can't see what that says. Oh, DTF. <laughs> Um, uh, I heard we uh, we got a voicemail. No, what? You heard no, wrong. it's a lie. Oh, I heard oh, it's a lie, awesome. bro. Do you even uh, show notes? I do. I saw, and then it went away, and it changed. <laughs> Suckers. Uh, well, guys, anything else before we close out of this? Um, no, I don't think so. Get get Destiny on the PS4. <laughs> Buy a PS4 yeah. to get Destiny. <laughs> Buy PS4 to get Destiny. 
<laughs> Validate Locke's purchase. Yes. Discover please. where that wizard came from. We we hinted, but maybe it changed. Which moon? Yeah, exactly. They don't Which say. There's a lot of them to be revealed. Uh, right, this fancy re- Blood Bowl two inflatable football to give away. That's pretty <laughs> awesome. Um, as always, uh, leave feedback for us on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter. We are at Cooptimus without the dash. Uh, be cool. Leave us a voicemail so we have one, and maybe we will have one. I don't know. It's a mystery voicemail. That number to call is 646-926-6748. You can also call in for our cheat code hotline, where we have such great things this week as... Um, 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 uh, alright. Hold on. Battletoads, alright. Oh, yeah. Great. Let's see. Uh, well, the there's a code for the... Oh, that's not code. Oh, there it is. You can get some extra lives in Battletoads, because you will fucking need them. You will need those. <laughs> yes. So yeah. at the title screen, if you hold down B and A, then press start, you will get uh, five t- extra lives instead of just three. This is on the Thank Nintendo you. version of the game. On the, the NES, the Nintendo Entertainment System. Yes. Yes. Okay. And you will burn all five of those lives pretty much instantly once you hit the third <laughs> level. Yeah. So, use, so them, uh, use them, you know, in good health. Or not good health. That game is still... I gotta say, I played Battletoads with a buddy recently, and that game is wildly inventive. There are not many games on the NES like it, and it's a shame that the difficulty was all over the place. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, it's pretty awesome. There is, like, once you get past that... That pause music, man. Once you get past that so bike good. level, there's a lot of good stuff there. Well, uh, on behalf of myself, Mike, Nick, and Locke, thank you guys for joining us as always. We'll see you later. Bye. Peace. The moon. <laughs>